So what are you actually saying as ESCOM at this point, Mr. Pasiwe? Should South Africans brace themselves for possible load shedding? Sakina, I'm afraid I'm not aware of good news. Yes, there's a possibility or risk of load shedding because of the challenges that we are having now at uh, 11 of our 15 coal-fired power stations. So, and the genesis of this, Sakina, just in brief, is that sometime last year, around this time, um, we had... uh, at least three power stations that were having difficulties with coal because uh, Tegeta um, was having problems in terms of meeting its obligations. Unfortunately, that meant that we had to take coal from the other power stations that were having more than enough to these three so that we can keep the lights on. And as a result, we have uh, now almost depleted the reserves that were in those power stations, and now we're sitting with these 11 power stations, which, as I say, is uh, putting us in a very uh, difficult situation because if it's going to rain now in Mpumalanga today, and that coal that we have at the power stations, because it's just uh, minimal, is going to get seriously wet, and unfortunately that will imply that we will have to implement load shipping. And of course Mpumalanga is a summer rainfall area, and we're going into summer right now. 100%. 100%. It's a very, very big problem for us. And as I say, so, you know, the problem is twofold. At the power station level, where the stockpiles are very low, but also at a, at a, at a mine level. Most of the mines there are open-cut mines, meaning that when it rains, the rain goes directly into the mine. And therefore, even if you were to extract coal from those mines, the coal will be wet. But uh, we are now told by the, the mining houses in that area that uh, they do have means in place to, first of all, um, uh, draw the water out of the mine, and then they also have, uh, I think, big fans and things like that that are going to blow uh, uh, hot air into the coal so that they can dry it and then they can ship it off to our power station. But the problem is not the mines. Um, I'm not going to blame them because of, uh, many of them continue to give us coal. The problem is that we do not have coal at our, our power station, and clearly that's a matter that um, management and the board will have to look into so that we don't have a recurrence of this going forward. So, so why don't you have coal at those stations? The, the, the primary issue really is uh, Tegeta failing to meet the uh, side of the obligations, and then that triggered uh, um, the fact that we had to take coal from this other power station. And we were not able to replenish the coal that we were taking from this uh, other power station fast enough so that they could remain within the required level. And the required level in terms of the NERSA regulations, the energy regulator, is that we need to have a minimum of 20 days uh, worth of coal uh, at our power stations. And currently, as I say, we have less than uh, 20 days. And at least in five of those power stations, we have less than 10, uh, 10 days of coal stock levels. It's a very serious concern. It certainly is, because that is an admission that you are in contravention of the South African uh, grid code. But also, you mentioned um, a few minutes ago that this situation has been coming on since last year. So when the situation arose with Tegeta, did you not uh, try to mitigate? Did you not try to make alternative arrangements in order to curb this problem or at least stem the tide of where you were headed? The situation, yes, arose last year. But uh, there were plans that were put in place, uh, Sakina, in terms of getting coal into the power stations. For example, um, between uh, January this year and uh, September this year, there were 14 companies that were signed on to to supply us with coal. But unlike, uh, say, the main suppliers like Tegeta or even 
say the big ones like uh, um, Exara and others, those ones are able to give you millions and millions of, 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 of tons of coal. But the ones that we have signed are, I would say, generally smaller companies that will give you 100,000 tons of coal here and there. And, and obviously we use a lot of coal every day to generate electricity, and that gets covered up in, almost immediately. So what we need now is a big supplier who can give us tons and tons of coal that will make sure that we not only burn it to keep the lights on, but also to have a buffer or a reserve at our power stations. And unfortunately, at this stage, we don't have that, which is why we are now uh, taking the uh, um, extra coal that we have at Nidupi Power Station. We're, so far, we are tracking it off to uh, um, Whitbank near Kusile uh, um, uh, Power Station. And very soon, in next month, actually, Transnet will also be helping us with their trains to take uh, that coal from Nidupi um, Power Station to Kusile so that we can t- try to build our reserves there. Is that the whole truth, Mr. Pasiwe? Uh, because I want to ask, is ESCOM able to pay for this coal? You're talking about getting one big supplier, but would you be able to pay for it? Well, ESCOM has no option, right? Uh, sorry, um, 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 Sakina, we have to we have to pay for this. Because uh, right now, I'll speak to you, the, the, there's a case that we had lost last week, on I think it was on Thursday, by a company called Kuyasa. Kuyasa is saying uh, we are paying them far too low. Um, they want to increase the price of, uh, of a ton of coal, and therefore um, ESCOM was uh, insisting that we cannot uh, meet that obligation. But all I'm saying is, for the coal that we have uh, already procured and signed, we have no option but to meet the obligations. But the new ones that we are wanting to sign now, some of them want us to buy coal from them at, at 1,000 rand per ton. Those ones we are refusing to go that route because we don't have the money. But the ones that were secured before, clearly we need to make sure that we meet that obligation. So is there anyone who is willing to come in at the rate that you are proposing at the moment? Yes, so far we have uh, uh, um, 14 companies that we have signed on and we are also in discussions with uh, uh, additional companies that are also willing to help us. But I have to say that even the ones that we have signed on now, some of them started off at that particular level because they say we have the coal, we are actually going to export that coal and therefore if you want it, you have to get it at export price. But we were able to um, 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 negotiate downwards, which is why we were able to, to send them on. But what about the IPPs, those contracts that you signed with the independent power producers for renewable power? Isn't that supposed to come on or when is it supposed to come onto the grid to help alleviate the problems and save us from load shedding, hopefully? The the 27 that were signed, the 27 projects that we signed in April this year, some of them are only going to come online in the next three to five years. So those ones, we do not include them at the moment. But previously, since 2011, we have signed uh, 64 other projects. Those ones are online, as I speak to you right now. They are producing power, and uh, we are uh, in your student right now. You probably are using some of it. But I have to say this, uh, Sakina, and I know some people are going to shoot me down now. What ESCOM has been saying previously and still now, uh, um, I think, is that the, the power that we get from the, the, the renewable energy project, yes, it, it's helping us, but it's helping us during the time when we actually do not really need it, which is like now during the day, because many of them are solar projects anyway. So late in the afternoon, when the power system is uh, in, 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 in severe constraints, when we need them, when the sun is not there, clearly they are not producing electricity, and sometimes even the, the wind uh, farms that are available now 
also the wind is not blowing and therefore they cannot produce electricity. So that's the quagmire that we have to deal with now. And that's why it's important for ESCOM to always have a buffer and especially at the coal power stations and also our nuclear facility that we operate at the moment. Now, Mr. Pasiwe, we spoke about the IPPs and exactly what they are bringing to the grid at this point. Now, given that uh, part of the problem with regard to the coal supply is the fact that, as you pointed out with Kuyasa, uh, you are unable to pay them what they are asking for. Is it cheaper? And and I'm going to ask you to be honest with me now. Is it cheaper for ESCOM to actually go the route of coal or is it cheaper for ESCOM to procure from IPPs at this stage? Well, at the current prices that we are buying at, it's actually cheaper to to do coal. And, and the cheapest form of electricity that we have within our fleet is actually nuclear. At nuclear, I think we are producing at about 40 cents per kilowatt hour, and coal is just under one rand. And then uh, the IPPs that we currently have, some of them, as I say, were procured a long time ago um, at about two rand, some of them even at three rand per kilowatt hour. So clearly, without any doubt, uh, the, the coal is cheaper than uh, uh, the IPP. But yes, I know, Sakina, um, it's, a, it's a very difficult subject to, to go into because we have a lot of uh, lobby groups who have been obviously saying that ESCOM does not want uh, the IPPs. But the fact of the matter is that even in our annual report that we issued in, in July this year, we do say there in that annual report that at, in 2016 at least, we were buying from the IPPs at 222 cents per kilowatt hour, which was uh, slightly higher than uh, the previous year in 2017, 2016, where we were buying at 214 cents. So we are told uh, generally by the uh, uh, people within the sector that the prices are coming down. Yes, it, it is true, but generally so far, the technology that we use is uh, slightly higher than uh, what we can produce at with, uh, with nu- nuclear and coal. Uh, just to exhaust this one for the time being, so if you're procuring, say, at 2 rand 22 from your IPPs, how much are you selling it at? Well, the law, and the law by this, I mean the regulator. The regulator has given us a price range to sell this electricity. So we're buying at 2 22 and uh, last year we were selling at uh, 86 cents. This year, 86 cents per kilowatt hour. This year, if I'm not mistaken, we are selling the same electricity that we are getting at that particular price. We are selling at two rand, at, at, sorry, at uh, about 89 cents. So still, we are selling at a lower price than what we are procuring at. And quite frankly, Sakina, this is a matter that is beyond ESCOM. It's a matter that I'm sure the energy uh, um, regulator and the Department of Energy and the Department of Public Enterprises and government as a whole need to look into. It is not sustainable for ESCOM to buy at a higher price but sell at a lower price. I'm not even going to say a word further on that. Let me move on to the retrenchments issues, which will be the last one, Kulu, because I promise not to keep you long. So um, uh, Eskom has issued a statement uh, saying that despite efforts to curb expenditure, uh, the utility unfortunately has approved a Section 189 process. So how many people is Eskom looking at laying off? Like so far, the, the, the Section 189 is limited to the um, executive. And in total, I think there are just less than 30, the, the people who are within that bracket, the the, 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 the executive. So that's where it is at the moment. Um, the, the, the board has not uh, allowed management to sort of extend this program to other people outside of the FN. So far, it's about uh, less than 30 people who are going to be affected.
And you say for now, because previously uh, your board chairperson, Jabu Mabuza, told Parliament uh, that ESCOM was overstaffed at all levels. So you're talking about the executive now. So does this mean that there could be potentially further layoffs in the future? That matter, Sakina, is a, it's, a, it's a fairly controversial one at this stage because the board has not said anything about other levels. But yes, you are correct. The chairman had uh, previously indicated that um, we are likely to have uh, um, sort of a reduction of about, I think, I think he said, about 15,000 uh, thereabouts. So far, though, we are talking about only that, that few, which is less than 30.